Welcome to episode 12 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. On today's episode, we have the gorgeous Melissa Ambrosini. You may know her from the Melissa Ambrosini Show, one of our most favorite podcasts, or as the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. This speaker and self-love teacher who has a signature straight-talking style, and for those of you who know Melissa, you'll totally get what we mean, she teaches women how to unlock their full potential, master their inner mean girl, smash through limiting beliefs and ditch the self-doubt so that they can start living the life of their dreams. We loved chatting to this mega babe about business. I mean, who wouldn't want to ask this beautiful Wonder Woman how she wears so many hats, how she runs the show, how she has successfully created an incredible brand alongside a thriving network marketing business on top of all the rest. You guys are going to totally love this app. So grab yourself a cuppa. You'll want a notepad and pad for this one because it is full of gold. You can connect with Melissa on Instagram, on her podcast, or via her website, and you can find all those links in the show notes below. And don't forget, this podcast is actually a vlogcast, meaning that you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. Links are below in the podcast notes again, or gain easy access by jumping on our website, www.babestalkingbusiness.com. Or come hang out with us on Instagram at Babes Talking Business, where we do a shout out of the week every single week. Are you a budding entrepreneur or a small business owner looking to boost your brand's visibility? Then head over to our podcast channel on the iTunes app and leave us a five-star review if you totally loved this episode for your chance to be the shout out of the week over on our Instagram channel. Don't forget, guys, you have to leave your Instagram handle and or your website so that we can link our tribe to you when we post our weekly shout out get ready for some epicness and let us know what you think about this one hey mel (laughs) we beautiful ladies we are so excited to talk to you and for our listeners to hear from you today it's it's gonna be really cool listening to you with your business hat on because we always like i love your podcast that you have and all of the amazing health and wellness value that you give to people. So it's going to be a really cool, different angle. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I know the first time I actually heard about you was when somebody gave me your book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. And then I thought it was like, as soon as it popped out of somewhere, it was just like everywhere. It was just like, who is this glowing goddess who just (laughs) offers so much love and light with the world? Um, But I know it was like you're an overnight success for so many people. You kind of popped out of nowhere. And we know, obviously, talking to people in business, that's not the story. So I'd love to know a little bit of background. Like, how? what was the backstory behind that book? Had you always wanted to write a book? Or was that, like, the first time you'd written one and just got published straight away? Like, what inspired all that? Yeah, there's there's definitely no overnight success (laughs) stories that I know about. Um, And... I have been doing what I do now since 2011 um, is when it kind of all started. Um, To give you a bit of a backstory, before that I was actually a professional dancer and I did acting and TV presenting and I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and, and I worked in London and it was very fun and glamorous and all of that but I was definitely burning the candle at both ends and I ended up in hospital in 2010 and that's where my whole life changed. I literally changed everything in my life um, and got healthy and got happy again and that did not happen overnight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And when I was in hospital, I just realised how unhappy and how unwell I was and I realised that I was responsible for getting myself there and I needed to get myself out. I was the only person I could do that. You know, I couldn't turn on my mum and make my mum help me get well (laughs) and happy again because, you know, it's an inward personal journey. They don't call it personal development for no reason. (laughs) And when I was in hospital, I realised that every area of my life was falling apart you know my health my relationships the work that I was doing was no longer inspiring me 
And so I began to get healthy and happy. And the first thing I did was I went and studied holistic nutrition because I wanted to understand the body. I wanted to understand how to nourish myself because I didn't know. I had never been taught. I thought Subway and McDonald's were okay. Like I had no idea how to look after myself. And I was drinking and partying and really just running myself into the ground. But the beautiful thing about hitting rock bottom is the only way out is up. Totally. And so up was what I did. And so I went on and I studied holistic nutrition and I began, you know, becoming fascinated with the body and healing the body through food, using food as medicine. And then soon after that, um, I started coaching women one-on-one and I started this thing called a blog. (laughs) This is before anyone had blogs, really. Before blogs are cool. (laughs) Yeah, this is like 2011 and it was like, no one had blogs back then. Um, Not no one, but they were not as popular as they are now. And I began sharing what I was learning on my blog. I began speaking openly and honestly about my struggles with food and my relationship with food and my body and, you know, disordered eating habits and things like that. And all of these people were just like, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. Yeah, right. I started speaking about my inner mean girl and more people were like, I thought I was the only one. And so my blog gave women permission to say me too. And I'm not the only one. And then slowly after that, what I realized was that it's not just about what you do here. It's what happens up here. And I went on and I studied life coaching and I did my yoga teacher training and I studied meditation and Buddhism and acuenergetics, which is like energy healing work. I read every personal development and spiritual text I could get my hands on. I attended every seminar and workshop and webinar that I possibly could. And I became obsessed with the spiritual and personal development world. And I just immersed myself in it because I started to feel better. Mm-hmm. I started to feel better within myself and I st- and I was happy for the first time in my life. And I from there I continued to coach women one on one. I created ebooks and e-courses on how to unlock your full potential and be the healthiest and best version of yourself. Um, I started getting asked to speak as a motivational, inspirational speaker. And I was like, what the hell? Like, how did this even happen? Like, how did this happen? And I just, it just has snowballed and snowballed and snowballed from there. And like I said, like this started in 2011, 2010 was when I was in hospital. And then, so it kind of kicked off and started my journey from there, October, 2010. And I'm really grateful that I had my wake-up call really young. Mm. I am so grateful because it put me on my true path. The performing path wasn't my true path. If it was, I would be doing it. Yeah. So it's not. And But it, it definitely served me because performing and acting and presenting, it's given me the skills to do what I do now. Like I host my own podcast, I speak on stage. So it's definitely given me, it was almost like that was rehearsed for what I do now, which is awesome. But that was never my destiny. It was never my destiny. If it was, I would have excelled. I was good at it. I was a good dancer. I was a good actress. I was a good presenter. Was I the best? No. Yeah. And so that was never my destiny. This was my true path. This is my destiny. I believe this is why I am here on earth is to serve and to help people, to help women unlock their full potential and create the businesses in life that they want. Like this is why I'm here on earth. And I know that for sure. And so the book deal kind of happened very organically. Um, I actually um, won a writing competition. Oh, wow. That's and, awesome. <laughs> um, 
It's actually the first time it started. Well, I wrote my first ebook first. Yes, I wrote my first ebook. And then my best friend at the time, who's since passed away, we were standing in her kitchen. And she's like, she's got so much energy. She crosses her arms. She's like, so when are you going to write a book already? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, when am I going to write a book? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? And at that time, we were on a show called Health Talks together um, with another one of our mutual friends, um, Nat Gringudis. And Nat was there. And she was like, yeah, are you just going to hurry up and write a book? And my main girl was like, you can't write a book. You're not smart enough. You don't have anything to say, blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, I remember like them just both kind of like, are you just going to do this or what? Um, I went, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I just went for it. I wrote a proposal, submitted it to a writing competition. I won. Um, That was not actually the publisher that I ended up going with um, because my intuition my soul told me not to so I honored that and then I sat for three months in fear town with a book written and no publisher and I sat there and um I had a literary agent and so what the literary agent does is they shop your proposal around to publishing houses and so for three months I'm like I just said no to this publisher now I have a book written and I have no publisher like what have I done (laughs) three months I just kept on getting no's 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 and then all of a sudden I get this beautiful dream publishing deal and they were a dream to work with and um yeah and then since then that was two years ago and then since then um you know straight away after that one was written they're like okay cool what's next and I was like whoa just let me like breathe for a minute I'd just like to enjoy this. But my publisher literally took me out to dinner. Like the day uh, Mastering a Mingo came out and she was like, right, Melissa, cool. What's next? <laughs> and you're just and, like, um, let me relish in this really moment. Go down the health route more. She really wanted me to. And I was like, that's being done. There is so many epic human beings taking care of that. And that's not my soul's path. And I, and I don't want to go down that, even though I have so much knowledge in health and wellness. And it's something that I'm personally so passionate about. I was like, it's not my journey. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, I want to write this book about, I want to write this book called Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. And she was like, okay send me a one pager so I sent her a one pager on it like a one page proposal and she was like yep we love it um go and write it and then yeah that that's how open wide was amazing the thing I really love about you is that you are just so sure of your purpose like you've got your vision your mission your purpose like you are so crystal clear on that and I think that comes a lot like it goes hand in hand with amazing success because when you're not trying to be someone else or you're not trying to impress anyone else you're just like doing you and that's exactly what I feel you do it just like the success oozes out of you organically and naturally. So I love that. <laughs> I'm curious though, even though with that certainty and obviously you've, you've got this clear path and you know what you want to create for yourself, how long did it take for this side hustle to mm. be- become a full-time hustle? Did you have face down moments? Because I know there's a lot of people who obviously, like I said, we know and obviously hearing a little bit about your story that it wasn't an overnight success. Your beautiful face didn't just pop up in all these bookstores. <laughs> like there's a journey and there's a lot of lessons and you had to grow into the person that you are today to be able to even be able to roll with those punches. Um, but yeah, how long did it take? What was that journey look like? And did you have some face down moments in between? Mm, definitely definitely some face down moments um but I don't look at anything as a failure or a mistake because everything is an opportunity for growth everything with your health with your business with your relationships everything is an opportunity for growth so when you have those moments where they're face down or mistake or failure I choose to look for the lesson in them 
and go, okay, what can I learn from this? What is my lesson? And then I move forward from there. Otherwise, we're going to just stay stuck. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. I love that. I love that. And so I know we've got a lot of listeners that they might be doing a business on the side or more more people are like more mamas are working from home what does it look like for someone who starts a business like yourself like were you doing anything on the side prior to like writing your book like obviously you studied and you started coaching but when did it start like when did it go full time for you when did you decide like I'm diving head into this this is what I'm going to do full time Mm. when I first started um and I was studying and then I started doing one-on-one coaching. Yeah, I had lots of side hustles. I was nannying. Um, I was doing like tedious admin jobs. We've all been there. Like, uh, I still did a little bit of dancing and a little bit of like presenting and acting. Um, I had a little guest role on Home and Away and another show called Packed to the Rafters. But they were all just, like, not fulfilling my soul. Mm. And I remember, like, nannying these three kids all under the age of, like, six. And every day I would go there and I was just like, I've got to do something about this. Because I love kids, but, like... Six of them. I was going crazy and I was exhausted. And it's funny because every time I did one of those other jobs, I would get sick. I would get sick and I would end up in hospital again or emergency. I would just, my immune system would completely shut down. Um, So it's almost like the universe is like tapping me on the shoulders, like, Melissa, Mm -hmm. that's not your journey. That's not your journey anymore. And so I had a lot of side hustles for about a year I can't remember exactly maybe a little bit longer maybe a year I can't remember but it got to the point where the nannying and all of this admin job that was just eating away at my soul that I was like I have got to just go all in with this and so I made a choice to coach full-time And I was also, um, so I was getting some income through that. Then I'd written my first ebook, which was actually called 12 Steps to Wellness. And I sold that on my website. So I was getting some income from that. And then I was getting some income from some speaking gigs. So I had like these different revenue streams. And I now am a massive believer in multiple revenue streams. Mm Like, think of yourself as an octopus and, like, you want multiple, like, you want as many revenue streams as you possibly can. Like, don't limit yourself. Yeah. I think if we look back to our parents and our parents' parents, the baby boomer generation, my mum's a nurse, one revenue stream. My dad has his own electrician and air conditioning company, one revenue, one revenue stream. My husband's parents, his dad is a dentist, one revenue stream, and his mum was a dental nurse, one revenue stream. That's not how we do it these days. Like we are serial entrepreneurs and we can be like an octopus and have eight revenue streams or more if we want to. And so I started to really like this idea of multiple revenue streams and I was just like what else can I create (laughs) what other online programs can I create what meditations can I create where else can I you know add another revenue stream in Uh, and and you know the internet the online space is just freaking amazing like let's make money while we sleep why not so like I remember the first ebook that I created 12 steps to wellness I I think it cost me like a thousand dollars to produce because I wrote it and then I got a graphic designer to design it I did a photo shoot for it which cost a little bit of money and then I made back all of the money whilst I slept that (laughs) night the first night I released it and I was like huh 
Wait a minute. What was going off in my head? I was like, wow, okay. So now anything after day two is profit? Right. Okay. This business model is amazing. Yeah. So I just, you know, that's, that's where it all began. But I think coming back to the side hustle question is it gets a point in your journey where the side hustle is so painful that you have no other choice than to dive in. Like the tapping was like becoming slaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With me there. Like you've got to like, you've got to get on this path. Yeah. I remember, so, I remember being there and calling you and be like, nah, I'm out. I can't, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. I just wanted to jump full in. I was passionate. I was excited and I was just ready to go in. So yeah. that brings me to a question that, and so I mentor a lot of business women and something that a lot of people have hangups on, which I'm sure you've come across in, in your coaching and your businesses, uh, that people who have this hang up on, let's call it selling because essentially what you're doing is you're creating all these beautiful um, revenues, like ways to make income because you're serving people, yet there is such a massive blockage from people from here. It's like, I want to give, but I feel bad getting back. And there's this huge thing on selling. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and just, yeah, your melisms on (laughs) selling. Like we we sell, like that's what we do. We have something we want to give. Like what are your thoughts on that? Babe, where is your necklace from? I absolutely love it. Where is it from? Who, mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's your necklace from? I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> it is from Goldmark, actually. Goldmark. Oh, cool. So Goldmark on the Gold Coast? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you just sold me that necklace. Yeah. We are all always selling okay this morning i went to f45 and i wore this new spiritual gangster little outfit it was so cute (laughs) guess how many people came up to me and asked me where it was from multiple i'm sure multiple people (laughs) they're like your outfit is so cute because it had gratitude written across it and then it had like spiritual gangster down the leg and i was like it's this LA brand called Spiritual Gangster and they were like oh my god I'm so looking it up they're on their phones they're like oh my god it's amazing we are all always selling you know whether it is a yoga outfit a necklace you know where do you get your organic shampoo from what yoga space are you filming in you know like Mm. we're constantly giving recommendations and we're constantly selling and I know when I first started a, like and a lot of spiritual people really do struggle with the receiving like so they'll be like oh, I'll just coach for free mm. I'll just coach for free <laughs> but I talk about this a lot in both of my books is that money is just energy and there's got to be an energetic exchange in order for you to appreciate and value what it is that you're getting so like for example if you said to me, um, come for a free massage, like this has actually happened. I've been offered a free massage. This was a couple of years ago. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, I got a free massage today. And didn't really take it that seriously. I was like, oh, yeah, cool, because there was no energetic exchange. So I rocked up 10 minutes late, you know, not really that serious, didn't really enjoy it. But if I had have paid 150 bucks, I would have been there 15 minutes early waiting till it clicks over the time so I get my value worth. So you have to understand that money and whatever it is that you are exchanging, it's just a means um, of energy exchange. And we have to let go of the story around receivership And I'm not spiritual if I have money. Like Mm. money is just energy. Money is no different than my mouse. You know, like money is not any different. It's just something that we use to exchange for something that we value. And there has to be an energetic exchange. Like some people will say to me, I want to offer you this for free. And I'm like, no, I want to pay for it. Mm. I want to pay for it because I want to value it more. I want to, I know that I will value it if there is an energetic exchange and it might not be money it might be something else it might be me helping them 
with something. Um, so we've really got to let go of the story around receiving. Money is just energy. We need it to make the world go round. Like, I mean, we have mortgages and rent and food to buy unless you grow your own. Um, it's just energy and we have to let go of it. Like, I am. I have had to do so much rewriting of my money story because I inherited yeah. and borrowed a really stinky one from my dad. <laughs> and bless him, like, I love my dad so much. I adore him. He's, like, the most beautiful, generous, loving, giving person I've ever met. But his money story was you got to work really hard you got to flog it out. You've got to really, really struggle to make ends meet. Yeah. And that's not the story that I want to live out. So I've had to really do a lot of rewriting and rewiring around my money story and um, recreate what I want to create. Sometimes it pops up and I'm like, whoa, there's dad's story again. <laughs> and even my husband, Nick, he'll say to me, oh, there's your dad's story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I just, you know, it just popped up out of nowhere. Um, so we really do, if, if, that, if you are listening and you realize that you have a limiting fear-based story around selling or money, then rewrite it. Yeah. Rewrite it because it is going to be a block for you in your business. It's going to block you from being able to receive and experience abundance. And, you know, everyone listening, I'm sure, wants to experience abundance in all areas of their life. And we've got to let go of those stories, rewrite them mm. um, so that we can create that and call it in. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I know we spoke about that pretty frequently as well because so many people they're not even aware of this money story they think it's just what they're given and I think it was that book um Rich Dad Poor Dad that made me first aware of my own money story because I was the same I was like oh come from this lineage of like you work for money and I'm like there has to be ways this whole it made me open to new ways of actually like making money work for you and having those multiple streams of income um which is what I, I love. I love watching what you're up to. I know it was really refreshing seeing you even join the network marketing industry as well. Um, I think we saw you partner up with a beautiful product that obviously really lines with your passions and values. Um, but we know pretty well working in it ourselves that so many people have a hang up on the mm. industry in itself. Um, I'd love to know, how did you come across the network marketing industry? Did, were, you, were you open to it? Or did you have your own misconceptions around the industry? I never, ever, ever thought I would be in network marketing. Never. <laughs> <Same>. Neither. <laughs> never. Like, I just, I just never, ever thought it was, it was something that I, to be honest, I never really knew a lot about it. Hmm. But it is the best freaking business <laughs> model I have ever seen like I am blown away at my particular company's generosity and compensation plan I don't know any others but you know I'm just blown away and almost like feel like I have a secret yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a secret even though I talk about it all the time but I'm like why isn't everyone know doing about this? this? I know. And it is becoming more and more popular mm. and it's becoming more and more spoken about. It is such an amazing business model. And the thing, like one of the, uh, one of the things I love about it, one of many things that I love about it so much is that it is really about community and tribe and all working together it's really it shouldn't be called network marketing it should be called collaborative business yeah it really should be called collaborative business and it is about being nice and working in a team and helping 
So if you don't want to be nice and if you don't want to help other people, it's not for you. (laughs) But if you want to be a nice human being and if you want to help others, it's amazing. And it is just so, um, I mean, of course, it goes without even saying, you have to 150% love and believe in the product. Mm. 100%. Like not, you can't 99% love and believe in the product. You've got to like be all in. Mm. You've got to be all in. And the thing what is, is we were using the product years before we even jumped on board. So we love and we use the product for so many years, about five years. Um, but everything is always in perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. It's all about timing with this type of business, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all about timing. And so, you know, it, it's two things I wanted to say. It's another one of my octopus arms. It's another revenue stream. And it's a product that I love and I believe in. It's so much fun. I have met some of my best friends doing this I am completely of service to my team Um, I love mentoring them I've been able to use all of my coaching skills in this business because network marketing let's face it is personal development on steroids (laughs) such a massive personal development journey (laughs) you can't hide from it you it has a way of mirroring everything back to you (laughs) totally you have to master your mean girl you have to really you know put yourself out there it's amazing so I have been able to use all of my coaching skills in this I love mentoring my team I love coaching them so much that, like I said, they have become my family because ultimately when in network marketing, um, you are essentially, or collaborative business, let's call it, you're essentially going into business with these people. Mm. And so these people have become my family. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. And this is something that Nick and I started and created together. So Nick is my husband and he is a musician so um and an entrepreneur and we really wanted to give back we really wanted to be of service to my tribe and offer them something that they could really sink their teeth into and do and so we just love and adore our team so much and we love supporting them and helping them on their personal journey but then also on their business journey journey as well so i'm a big fan and you know what, going back to your question, I never thought, I never thought I would do it, but it was never an option. Like I, it's not like it was presented to me and I said, no, it just, it was timing. It was timing for me. Like, and I never thought I would do it. Like one of my best friends, actually, yeah, one of my best friends has been doing it for years. And then I have another good friend who's really involved. I have so many friends that win it, but I was just, it was never on my radar. Mm. Um, even though my mum used to do like Tupperware parties. <laughs> I think all our mums did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't know if that's the same sort of thing, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so I think like I a lot of people would look at you and be like, what the hell, man? Like this chick is a writer. She has a podcast. She's a speaker. She's a self-love coach. She's a blogger and she has a collaborative business business. (laughs) Like how, how do you fit it all in? I'm sure everyone is thinking that, like, how do you morph all of it together? Cause I know a lot of people that we work with, they're like, I don't have time. Like, I'm a full-time mom or I'm a uni student or I've got a full-time job. Like people have stuff going on that you've got stuff going on. So tell us like, what's your mindset around that? This is a really good question. One I really love talking about. And on top of that, I'm also a wife and (laughs) And (laughs) I'm a stepmom. So I have a son every second week so we have him one week on one week off one week on one week off so I have him 50% of the time 
I'm also renovating a house <laughs> and I'm learning ballroom and Latin dance lessons with my husband at the moment. How fun. I, love that. I know. So much fun. And I'm telling you this for one reason. It's because the reason I can do everything, there's two reasons. I am so freaking incredibly organized. So organized. I live by my calendar. So I use my calendar that syncs to my phone. I live by my calendar and I have digital to-do list project management software that my whole team are in. I don't have post-it notes on post-it notes of to-do lists <laughs> and things and da, 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 because a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. Mm. So I am like, I have a digital, everything is digital. My calendar, my, what I need to do pops up each day. Um, and so I know what I'm doing. So that's the first thing why I can do all of this. Um, and the second thing is cause I take incredibly good care of myself, incredibly good care. Like my health is my number one priority. It is my number one priority. And I choose not to be busy. That's a word that as you guys know, in my books, I mm. delete it from my vocabulary. I create space in my life to do what I want. I do not overpack and jam pack my schedules. I don't mm. like if people are like, let's catch up. I'm like, I'll, I might look at my calendar and I'm like, it's, it's already full. It's going to have to be two weeks. Like I don't jam pack my calendar so I that, that I am busy or overwhelmed because that just causes me stress. Yeah. That just causes too much stress. And for me, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, the first thing I do is I go into my calendar and I just delete or I move and I'm like, can't do that. Then I've got to move that, delete that, reschedule that, rain check that because the last thing I want to do is move through my day feeling stressed and overwhelmed. So personal care is a number one. Um, like my whole morning routine and my whole mornings is dedicated to me. Even when we have Leo, Nick and I will tag team and we work together so that we can both have time to meditate and do what we want to do. So organization is so important. Getting digital, like, Honestly, it blows my mind. And I used to be the same. Like I'd have to-do lists on to-do lists, <laughs> post-it notes on the back of envelopes on this. And it just caused so much stress and chaos in my mind. And my husband, not only is he an incredible musician, he is the CEO of my business. And then he is the CEO of our collaborative business together. So he's got three companies that he masters. You know, I've got two. I've got my business and then our collaborative business, but he's got three and the renovation <laughs> and a dad and a husband and learning ballroom and London dancing. Superman. Um, so, and, and I learned a lot of this stuff from him. Like when we first got together, he was like, whoa, like what are you doing? Like even to the point of like having – I had an exercise book of – all of my passwords and he's like I'm going to streamline that for you like my husband is like he is the about wizard. <laughs> he's like streamline hacking let's make everything more simple and effortless and streamline if we can I love that and so I was like right okay cool what are we going to do and so he really taught me a lot about organization and scheduling um, and using the project management software that we use with our team because all of our team is virtual. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you've got to get organised and self-care, so important. I was going to say, especially because obviously Melissa and Brissini, you're like, you're a brand in itself. Mm. So do you have a team behind you and who do you turn to when you need to actually like make decisions or you're a little bit torn or you need advice? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a team that you rely on for support? How does that work for you? Absolutely. I have had so many teachers and guides and mentors along my journey. So many. And right now, um, 
obviously my husband is someone that I definitely turn to because he's an incredible entrepreneur, but he's also incredibly spiritual. And so I turned to him, but I'm very careful as well to not go to him for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, you know, my stylist and my business coach and my husband, like, and my best friend and my mentor, like I'm careful not to go to him for too much. I have other mentors that I can kind of go to for different things. Mm-hmm. So if there's something emotional that's coming up, I have a mentor to go to for that. And we'll just jump on Skype or I'll go see her. Um, and then, uh, you know, body work as well. Like I love kinesiology and I have an amazing kinesiologist and chiropractor and he does cranial sacral work and NET. So if I'm feeling like, um, my body is needing support I'll go there um, so I have body workers that I have like in my my kit and then I have emotional and spiritual workers that I can reach to and lean on when I need them and it really comes down to being so in tune with yourself and your body like knowing what you need in that moment to support you like after the tour I literally felt like my adrenal glands had been fried yeah I can just imagine (laughs) yeah and then I walked and that's like and that's because of on and off airplanes at 4 a.m in the morning like very little sleep sleeping in not even sleeping very well in some hotels you know different Mm. pillows stuff like that it's all part of the journey (laughs) but I remember going into my kinesiologist and he put my arm out and he like tested my adrenals and my arm like went down and he's like, babes, we need to sort your adrenals out. And he's actually given me a little protocol to do. So say that I have a, a stressful time, like a, like I'm flying lots and, and flying puts stress on your body. Um, about four weeks before that, he puts me on the adrenal pr- protocol, which is just some herbs oh. and supplements to help support my body leading up to that event. Um, And sometimes, you know, you can't plan stressful events if someone passes away or things like that. Um, And you don't have that four week lead up to support your body. But as long as you have the tools, um, whether it's physically or emotionally, you can get that support because without our health, we can't do what we want. Totally. And that's Mm -hmm. why I am like, freaking self-care queen because I have so many things that I want to do and so many people I want to inspire and help and support but I can't do that if I'm in bed totally it's so true and I think as well like with a network marketing business like you are literally pouring your love to so many people you're mentoring your team you're you know connecting with your customers and making sure that they're having an amazing customer experience and it you know you do give and give so I love that you have an amazing team behind you that really help you delve into your health and yeah that's important it's so good it's good Mm -hmm. to hear (laughs) I would love to ask for any women who are kind of tuning in obviously your mission is to inspire and to educate and empower women to live healthy and wealthy and fabulous and have that wealth of abundance. If there's somebody who's been looking up to, been tuning in, what advice would you give them if they've got like the business idea of being looking into network marketing or they would love to write a book, but they've got that mean girl like stopping them? Like what would you, what advice would you love to give them knowing what you know now from your personal and professional journey as well? Read my book. <laughs> that is good no, advice. Um, yeah, definitely grab Mastering Your Mean Girl. But I think you've got to master that voice because if we let that voice hold us back, it's going to stop us. And if you've got the business idea or you want to start this or jump into network marketing or, you know, whatever it is, If you don't master that voice, it's going to be a block. Mm. It's going to be a big block for you. So get the book, take yourself through my three-step Mastering Your Mean Girl process and ingrain that in your body because your mean girl will pop up. And this is the thing. 
we have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. So that's potentially 60 to 80,000 times that you could be mastering your mean girl every single day. And imagine if you did it, you'd get really good at it. It's like flexing a muscle. Like you'd get really, really good at it by the end of it. Um, and the three-step process is really easy. The first step is awareness. Become aware of what it is that she is saying, whether it's you can't write a book or you can't do network marketing or mm. you can't start that business or whatever it is. Become aware of that. So that's the first step. Shine some light on that because that's not your truth. And the second step is we gently close the door on that thought. We don't invite it in and we don't let it stay around and hang out and move in. And the third step is we choose love instead. That is not your truth. Love is your truth. And love says you can do whatever your heart desires. So take yourself through that three-step process whenever your inner mean girl pops up. If you don't, the alternative is to stay stuck. And you ask yourself, am I, am I willing to stay stuck or do I want to move through this? That is the only other option, staying stuck or moving through it. That's it. And I think so many people too, they look up to yourself or other people who have had success in business, whether it's network marketing or it's traditional business. And they think that like, even though you master the mingo, they think that that voice doesn't pop up. And it's like, we still have those voices pop up. Like, it's just mm-hmm. that we've learned to like notice it, see it and override it. So do you, how do you overcome that? Do you still hear it even now with the success that you have? Yeah, definitely. She'll pop up. Absolutely. But because I've been practicing it so much for so many years, I am so, so quick at catching her and taking myself through that three-step process. And it's like I laugh at it now. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's hilarious. And I might say to my husband, oh, my gosh, do you know what my mean girl just said to me? And he'll be like, that is so funny. <laughs> And we're like, that is hilarious. How funny is that? Um, and it's just one of those things. It gets strengthened with use. It's a muscle. Mm. It is a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger you're going to get mm. at it. So, yes, mine does still pop up. I mean, I'm not enlightened <laughs> yet. If I, if I was, I would be levitating out of this body and I'm not. I'm still sitting here. There's Don't leave us yet. <laughs> yeah, there's still more for me to learn and grow and evolve. And that's why we're here on earth is to grow and learn and evolve. Mm. And that's why we're here. We've just got to remember that, that, you know, we've got to take those lessons, master the mean girl. The thing is, is like we've only got – one shot at this life we've only got one shot like what is worse getting to the end and going oh I wish Mm. I did x y and z or giving it a go and maybe falling and getting back up like to me it's like I and I haven't always been like this but I'm at a point now where I'm just like why not why not try it? If it doesn't work, I learned something. Mm. You know, why not give it a go? And I haven't always thought like that. I used to be a big scaredy cat. <laughs> I used to like really be a big scaredy cat and just want to sit in my comfort zone and sit in fear. But fear is the cheapest seat in the house. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. I think I learned to change it. Like, you know how when you're a kid, you chase that adrenaline rush when you're on a roller coaster? I used to just change the way I perceived, like, the anxiety or the butterflies. I was like, being an adrenaline junkie, like, joke, go find your challenges, go find the fun, because the magic happens outside that comfort mm. zone. Like, when you're feeling that, you're like, okay, I'm going to grow from this, or I'm going to learn something from this, and just do it with a smile on your face and have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I've got one last question before we let you go. So I love that I will, before we started recording, we we're obviously talking and you're like, yeah, I'm sitting here in my scrunchie and I'm just chilling. Like, I would love to know what does a day in the life of Melissa look like? Because I love that you're, you look so calm and relaxed and I don't know where you are, but it just looks like you're living your dream life. <laughs> mm, I definitely am. Like, 
the life that I live now is beyond my wildest dreams. Like my husband and I say to each other, this is better than the, our wildest dreams. It's better than what we could have ever imagined. And it really is. That doesn't mean that it's always rainbows and butterflies. Mm. Absolutely not. We have people in our life that have passed away very close. We have challenges, but the way that we look at them is very different to how we used to look at them. And so we're not exempt from things like that. We're no more special than anyone else. Um, but my life is beyond my wildest dreams. It really, really is. And I'm so grateful and every day I say what I'm grateful for every day, every morning and every night. It's the first thing I say in the morning. It's the last thing we say at night. We ask each other what we're grateful for. And we're so deeply grateful. And I haven't always had an attitude of gratitude, something that I have adopted and really implemented into my life because it feels so good. And I'm all about doing more of what feels good and less of what doesn't. Um, but in terms of an average day, it's, I mean, there's no two days that are ever the same, which is awesome because it's fun. It keeps it fun and fresh. Um, but I'll give you a little kind of rough outline. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now I'm in my Bondi home. I choose to work from home because I love it. I love being able to wear my scrunchie <laughs> and my bikini top and my overalls. Yes. Um, and no shoes. And, and you know, I love being able to work from home. I have had an office. I had an office a few years ago in about 2015. I had an office for three months and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, I feel like I've created some corporate <laughs> prison for myself because I had staff there and I felt like that I had to be there from 8.30 to 5.30. I felt like I had to sit there and like what? if I'd finished what I wanted to do that day, I felt like I had to be busy and I'm like, this isn't how I want to live my life. Like I want to go to yoga at lunchtime. Yeah. You know, things like that. So um, I love being able to work um, from home or wherever I want. All I need is an internet connection and my laptop and phone and there, there is my office um, and my podcasting mic. Yeah. Um, and so for me, okay, I wake up um, anywhere between like 5.15 and 6, depending on if we have Leo. So if we have Leo, I wake up earlier because I want to squeeze in my morning routine before school drop off. If we don't have Leo, I can sleep until six. Um, and I meditate. I do my morning routine, which is I meditate. I say what I'm grateful for. Um, I do some form of movement, whether that's yoga or just in my lounge room, or I go for a walk for an hour, um, or I go to F45. Um, and I do other things like might have a sauna and go and dive in the ocean. I do like oil pulling. Um, and write down what I'm grateful for and I read my goals um, and then have a big green smoothie and then I usually start work around 8.30 and then I will work until lunchtime and that might be writing a post um, or uh, a podcast interview or... Um, some of my other programs or working on my network marketing business, whatever I'm doing that day. Um, and then I have lunch with my husband always, if he's here, uh, if we're in the same house, we always have lunch. He works from home too. Um, he's got his music studio and office here too, which is really great. So he works from home too, which we love. Um, and so we'll have lunch together and we'll sit in the sun on the balcony and have lunch together. And then the afternoon, um, I will always, if it's beautiful weather, I will always go for a swim after lunch. I live on the beach. And so that is like Amazing. mother mm -hmm. nature is my soul, like it just fills my soul so much. So I'll go for a swim and the afternoon, I usually tend to do more of the, the less, um, deeply focused, 
tasks, so interviews or um, things that, yeah, meetings and things that don't require me to, I'm, I'm more of a morning focus work. I get my most important tasks done in the morning if I've got to write an article for someone else or something that's really quite, or write the show notes for my podcast. Um, I do that sort of stuff in the morning and then the afternoon I leave for meetings and interviews and things like that. And then I always bookend my day with another meditation and um, ha- make a beautiful lunch, uh, dinner, sorry. And we switch off. Like we try and turn our phones off. Um, when Leo is here, we are really, really diligent with this. So our phone will go off at 5, 5.30 on airplane mode. And that is about then having dinner together and we play a game after dinner always. Um, That's awesome. We have like a couple of games that we pick <laughs> from and then get into bed early. I go to bed really early. I'm like in bed by 8 or 8.30, um, usually asleep by 8.30. Um, but sometimes, you know, they're calls to get there's, – there's mentoring, pro, uh, mentoring calls and stuff like that at 6 or 7, and we do that when we don't have Leo. So mm-hmm. we're um, – our schedule has allowed us to have one week on, one week off. So any meetings that, that we need to do in the evening with the US or the UK, we do on the weeks that we don't have Leo. So it doesn't interrupt that flow yeah. um, because children, um, I feel like they really thrive on routine. Yeah. Um, some people don't believe that and some people do and the start I was like oh no I feel like the children should just be organic and flow but um after witnessing Leo he really thrives on routine Routine. and schedule and going to bed at the same time so we don't want to disrupt that um flow in our house when he's with us so that's kind of like a rough day I love that I love it isn't it cool in the 21st century especially with like businesses online and with multi-level marketing that you can create your own routines like mm. you can go for a swim at lunch and you can sit there in your bikinis at home and not wear shoes for a week because I haven't worn shoes for last week either. I don't have shoes on right now <laughs> no either <laughs> um thank you so much for jumping on Melissa and shedding your love and light not just on business but in your personal and professional journeys as well I know that we're really grateful to be able to soak up your wisdom and know our listeners are too um what's next for you where where can they see you what's what's your next plans what can they look forward to oh I think more of everything just more of everything we're doing um there is a couple of really exciting things that Nick and I are going to collaborate together on which is really really fun it's been so fun working with him because we've never worked together um we've never toured together we've we until just recently so it's been so fun like he was the musician and I was the writer (laughs) and so like we've been able to come together and it's been so much fun working together because he has so much knowledge um and we've got a couple of really exciting things that we've got planned um and yeah more books podcast more of everything that I'm already doing love it so people can find you obviously on Instagram it's at Melissa Ambrosini they can go on your website where the links for your podcasts are where can people buy your books yeah so my website's just melissaambrosini.com and you can head there um, to get my books it's just melissaambrosini.com open wide um or Mastering Your Mean Girl and obviously the podcast which is on your podcast app head there and click subscribe that's called the Melissa Ambrosini Show and um, yeah I'm really active on Instagram love Instagram so much fun I do have to set boundaries for myself otherwise otherwise I just get I get so overwhelmed do you have that rabbit hole you're like in one profile and you're next like 10 deep you're like oh I'm a year in scrolling you're like yeah I've been there (laughs) I do and and for me it's like um, the influx of comments and stuff which is so beautiful and I'm so grateful but um if I don't set a boundary around it, um, I get very, very easily overwhelmed. So I have to set that firm boundary. I love that you do that. And that's a really amazing message for people that 
feel the same way. <laughs> and are working in the online world. Yeah. This one, yeah. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. It has been amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. We so appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, beautiful girls. Please let me know if you come to Sydney. Will do. And I'm so grateful for the work that you guys are doing too. Thank you. Thanks, beautiful. Chat soon. We hope you loved that episode of the Babes Talking Business vlogcast. Guys, we're just loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would like love for you to rate us and drop us some love on the iTunes app because we want to know your feedback. We want to know what you're thinking. Once a week, one lucky reviewer will be shouted out on our Instagram. So when you leave us some feedback on the iTunes app, don't forget to include your Instagram handle and or your website so that we can shout you out. Guys, you can follow us on Instagram by going to at Babes Talking Business. You can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com and This podcast is actually a vlogcast as well, meaning you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our YouTube channel. All the links for all of these are below in the podcast notes and on our website as well. Thanks for tuning in.